Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. On this week's podcast, we're going to explore the impact of screen time on our children's health and well-being and share practical strategies for finding balance in today's digital world. I'm your host, Dr. Enrico Dolcicori, and in today's episode, we'll delve into the effects of excessive screen time on children's health and offer actionable tips for families to reduce screen time and foster healthier habits. Let's dive into this. There's some alarming statistics about how our kids are using screen time. Did you know the average child between 8 and 18? spends over seven hours a day using screen time for entertainment purposes. That's more than half of their waking hours on a screen. You say, well, how, how can that be when they're in school for half the day? Yeah, school keeps them active with, with academics, and they may even get a little bit of screen time there. But really, it's the evening hours and weekends when they're spending tons of time on their devices or watching television. Uh, and with, you know, social distancing and, and uh, at-home measures with school, remote learning or, or homeschooling, these digital uh, advances really start to affect our children in many ways. There are implications in the excessive screen time on our children's health. Uh, studies have shown a strong correlation between high screen time and various health issues. We know this. The research is out there showing that the more, even in adults, the more time we spend in front of the computer, in front of our screens, the higher some comorbidities end up happening. So one, the number one thing is obesity. It creates a sedentary lifestyle where screen time often replaces physical activity. You ask kids today, you know, uh, what games are they playing? If it's Fortnite or whatever it may be, they're super into something. And then you ask them what sports they play and they don't play any sports. They're playing video games all the time. It increases the risk of obesity, number one. That's the biggest statistic out there. Number two, it disrupts the entire sleep pattern. And in the developing brain for children, the blue light emitted by screens can disrupt the body's natural sleep-wake cycle. This leads to difficulty in falling asleep and then getting poor quality of sleep once we are asleep. In some cases, it can lead to aneurysis or bedwetting or uh, night terrors or even disrupted sleeps in other ways. And then you get tired kids, which can then affect, and then the domino effect starts happening with academics, learning, vocabulary, and the list goes on and on. Uh, also, using screens have physical wear and tear as well. Eye strain and digital eye syndrome are happen because of excessive screen time and cause eye, you know, eye strains, dry eyes, and other symptoms collectively known as digital eye syndrome. This is just from the overuse. It can happen to adults as well from all the computer time we use. Uh, but these are symptoms from overusing screen times. And then behavioral problems. In our practice, this is the number one thing we deal with uh, when it comes to uh, the spectrum or any type of academic or ADHD type uh, diagnoses that we see in the office is that we get behavioral issues or integrative issues um, with children. And this is from prolonged screen time. Uh, being linked to attention problems and impulsivity issues and difficulty with self-regulation in children. Uh, because screens, not, not just the screen, the device, but the content that we consume as well creates a dopamine rush, whether it's the YouTube videos they're watching, whether it's the games that they're playing, whether even if it's the academic learning that they're doing, it can stimulate 
um, their dopamine receptors constantly. And we get this rush of uh, happy hormones. And when that's taken away, it can lead to a massive shift in behavior, which you probably have experienced with your children. Um, and we see this from the use of screen time. So I hope those stats show you a little bit about what's going on with, you know, eight hours a day that that seems excessive or seven hours a day of screen time. You're like, that's a full-time job. What are we doing with these screens? Um, we really have to keep an eye on this setting timers. And we're going to go through some, some things that we can do to help families reduce screen time and promote healthier habits. So here's some practical tips. I'll give you eight. So if you have a pen and paper, maybe you want to write down quick notes on, on these eight things that may help you and your families with screen time and, uh, creating, you know, limits. So that's number one, set screen time limits, just set firm boundaries and rules to how long we should be playing. So when your child asks, Hey, it's, you know, Saturday morning, can I play Fortnite or can I play the game on my Nintendo switch? Yes. You got 30 minutes. Ready? Clock starts now. And uh, they'll go and rush and get their thing and they'll play 30 minutes. And then the rules are that um, in 30 minutes, when I ask you to be done, you, you will be done. And as long as you can maintain the rules, then you are more than welcome to use it the next time you ask. So establish clear guidelines for how much screen time is allowed each day and stick to them. So maybe 30 minutes is per usage, but per day, you may want to follow the Academy of Pediatrics recommendation of no more than one to two hours of screen time for children aged two to five and consistent limits for older children as well. So we want to keep this under two hours for children that are preschool aged um, just because of the development of their brain. And they are literally learning from their environment. And if we substitute a screen, well, that now becomes their environment, which isn't real. So number two, create screen-free zones, playrooms or areas in your home or anywhere where there are no screens designated for certain playtimes or home activities or bedrooms, uh, dining rooms, and screen-free zones to promote family interaction and relaxation. So, um, you know, in the bonus room upstairs should be a play area and, and have no, no TV in it. Or maybe that is the movie room and you create other areas in the, in the house where there is no television, maybe in the kitchen, that's, you know, eating time or definitely not in the bedrooms. That's for sleep time and relaxation. We have no screens in the bedrooms, whatever works for your family, creating some, uh, some screen free zones is a fantastic rule to create, uh, to minimize screen exposure for kids. Cause it's easy to just pop, plop and lie down in bed and then turn on the TV and watch it for two hours before you go to bed. That's just adding hours per day. Encourage alternative activities. That's number three. Try and encourage other things that your children can do. Provide alternative activities for children to engage in, such as outdoor play, arts, crafts, reading, board games. Have these easily accessible for kids to, to go and grab and play. I know my kids, you know, they pile everything up in their rooms or in the corner in the play areas. Uh, they know where their toys are, but seldomly do they go and get them. They need to be encouraged. Hey, do you remember where all the Mario Legos? Remember Mario? He does that little bounce thing. Let's create a, a little a little thing for that. And you can stimulate uh, activities for them to go and play instead of use digital screens. Number four, lead by example. Boy, this one as adults, this one's a tough one. We got phones literally in our pockets, in our hands. And I don't even want to give you the statistics for adults, but I, but I do. Do you want to hear this? Upward of 12 hours per day on digital devices for most adults in America. Can you? I can't wrap my head around those numbers. I'm like, that's pretty much the, my waking hours during the day. If I wake up at 5 in the morning, well, I guess I don't go to bed at 5. I go to bed like at 10. But 
okay, so 12 plus 5, 17 hours. 12 out of 17 hours out of the day, I'm on a screen. That's what the stats tell me as an adult. That That is even worse. That boggles my mind that I only have five hours where I'm not on a screen. And I know for one, one and a half, I'm working out and 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 now we put we put screens on our on our bikes now. Now now you have a screen on your indoor house bike. You're watching a screen. So screens are everywhere. So we have to lead by example. So phone time is pretty much what I'm I'm, I'm hitting here is like most model, you know, you need to model healthy screen habits for your children. And that's by limiting your own screen time and prioritizing face-to-face interactions. Um, if you have young ones, you know what I'm talking about. You're on your phone. You're actually doing something. You're answering an email or replying to a text or something important. And your two-year-old's like, mom, mom, dad, dad, dad. And you're like, wait a second. Hang on. I'm doing this. It's prioritizing the phone. Your child doesn't know what you're doing, that you're writing an email. Um, so they probably, they think, oh, wow, well, hang on. The phone's more important than me. And when you think about that stuff, boy, is it tough being a parent and beating yourself up about those things. But you've got to lead, for example, as much as you can. And these are the truths. Those are the truths. Number four. Number five, use parental controls. These are these are controls where you can time the devices to turn off. You can do it for your television. Most smart TVs do it now. You can do it for the Nintendo Switch. You can do it for uh, game devices. You can do it for a whole bunch of things where you can just use parental controls. And it can filter, not only filter out inappropriate content for sure. We definitely want to be doing that. But there's also limiting your child's screen time where little uh, clocks pop up and say you got 60 seconds left. And there's some cool things. You just got to utilize these tools, which can help you govern screen time as a busy adult and a busy parent. Number six, establish tech-free times as well. Encourage, you know, set aside designated times during the day, such as meal times and bedtime, where screens are off limit for the entire family. We're going to bed. We're going to unwind for 30 minutes. There is no screen time. That's really important to do. So establish tech-free times. Okay. Number seven, encourage physical activity. Encourage regular physical activity and outdoor play to counterbalance sedentary screen time and promote overall health. Of course, if we're using screens, we're not moving, pretty much sedentary. So this makes perfect sense. Try and counteract the amount of screen time with activity to try and balance out movement and sedentary life. I like that one. Pretty straightforward. Um, Getting them into activities or just designated bike rides or going outside for a walk with the family in the evenings, whatever it is, try, try and do those things as well. And number eight is just communicate openly about screen time. Have open and honest conversations with your children about the importance of balanced screen use and potential consequences of excessive screen time on their health and well-being. Being honest about the side effects of using screen time can be very powerful. Your kids are actually very smart. Um, Telling them, hey, you know, these things can uh, fatigue your eyes. They can actually hurt your brain. They can slow you down. They can make make you change behavior. They can make you angry. They can make you feel emotional. They can, you know, downgrade you. They can they can do a lot of things by using too much of it. And I love the seven, eight, nine year olds, you know, putting up the debate, saying, "No, I'm going to be okay. I'll go to bed. I promise." I'll trying to litigate their case about uh, how they should be using screen time, and that and that's great to see, but. Not letting that win, not letting that battle win uh, the screen time debate because they can't grasp the concepts of this. They think, no, I'm perfectly fine. I can do this. It's just your job as the adult to tell them, hey, you know, uh, screen time, we all have to limit this. And, and, and you know, the older they get, the more they're going to use the the times you use your phone. Like, well, you have a phone. You get to use this stuff. And the battle begins, right? Uh, it's just they're, they're people. They're, they're becoming adults. And uh, 
They're going to do these things. But screen time from a health and wellness perspective, uh, we see it. We deal with a lot of families struggling with attention deficit disorder, uh, behavioral dysregulation, cognitive dysregulation, uh, tonal issues with the nervous system, and, and, it lead, and it branches into a whole bunch of things of um, OCD, not being able to sleep, bedwetting. I've said these things in the podcast. And once we start to work on the the toxic interference, both mental, physical, and emotional, uh, we start to see the regulation of the tonal nervous system. And we start to see the changes very quickly when you start to do this stuff. Um, so physical would be something like screen time where we're, we're truly just draining the visual acuity uh, parts of the brain and stimulating hormone responses that are just not normal. Even for us, some of us are addicted to social media because we just scroll. We get it caught into the scroll dungeon where we just scroll, scroll, scroll. That's that's you, you know, fatigued, scrolling, and just getting dopamine through tr- tricking almost like a morphine drip IV. And that, if you catch yourself doing it, that is, that is exactly what that is. It's the feel good hormones just kind of dripping. And you may not, you may feel horrible in that time. You may be fatigued. You may be like, I should be sleeping, not scrolling. Uh, but yet you still do it. But being conscious about these things and addressing them is powerful for both you and your family. So being aware, just be be the aware family that is on that, set limits, set screen time rules, limit the devices in the home, limit the temptation, keep them out of the bedrooms. What great advice. This is just great, simple advice. I didn't make this up. Came from a bunch of academy, uh, the, the Academic Pediatric Association um, and a few other journals as well that just have facts behind the research there that obesity, you know, is, is tied to this and, and all the facts that we do and research for this things it's, it's there. I didn't make this stuff up. I just thought those were great eight tips to help families move forward. If you have any questions about these things, or maybe I brought up some things about tonal regulation in the nervous system, ask away. We love to answer these questions and what you can do. There's multiple things we can do to help our kids uh, regulate better and downgrade from overstimulation. So sometimes we've been in a loop. Maybe you're a parent that's like, man, my kid definitely spends hours playing video games and doing this stuff. What can I do to help them? Uh, we'd love reach out. We'd love to help you as well and get you get you some resources that may help you and your family. Have a great week. Stay well, stay healthy, and take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.